Welcome to The Voice Now Heard. My name is Jana Young, and this podcast is my story of how a knock on a door upended my life and was the beginning to uncovering layers of secrets and lies. As I process the hurt and betrayal, I want to share what can be learned from looking at life through a different lens. I'm speaking up to reclaim my power and encourage others in difficult situations. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 11 of The Voice Now Heard. This is our Q&A part two. I would like to welcome Randy and Ben. They're joining me for Q&A part two. So welcome back, guys. Hello. Hey, hey. I also want to take a moment just to express gratitude for everyone listening. I am almost at 11,000 plays, whoop, whoop. which is crazy. I did have someone reach out to ask if I have thought of the reason for the increase in my plays and listenership, Mm -hmm. which I have pondered and come to the conclusion that the reason people listen is really out of my control. And I know that the reason I'm doing this podcast is for my healing. And I do appreciate everyone who has reached out and shared their stories of how my podcast is helping them in positive ways. And my intent with starting this was to have my voice be heard, hence the name, and to be an encouragement to others, which I feel has been happening and I think you're nailing all of that your goals and I also would like to add you're almost at 11,000 plays I think your voice is being heard mm-hmm. well done yes. and think about that that's an hour per play that's almost 110,000 hours that's a that, lot of hours that's a lot of hours mm-hmm. it's a lot of healing yes so since the last Q&A we have had Three episodes. We've had Divorcing the Bastard, the Triple Play, and the Healing episodes. And we've had people send in questions. Mm -hmm. People who maybe have started at the beginning and have had questions or have just listened to those few and have questions. So we are going to start. All right. I'm excited to be back. I had a week off there. So it's nice to to be back, Jan. I'm so proud of you for... Putting your putting everything out there in order for you to heal, and I think that's so brave. And I know that you probably that's I, I think when we've talked about it, that's a that's hard for you to hear because you're, you're you don't think you're being brave, but you're brave. And I'm just excited for for you for people to to hear your voice. So you know that I always ask you a check in mm-hmm. from the last three episodes. We've done. We're getting ready to cover the Q&A portion of that. What's a feeling word? How are you feeling? No, I don't like feeling words. I know. I would say... hmm, I really don't know a feeling word. Do you know what's interesting, Gianna? When I talk with people that are following this podcast closely... One of the things that, that they keep telling me is how impressed they are with you from like the beginning when you first your first episode up until your last one, the confidence they can actually heal, hear the healing in your voice and how and how you are just really talking about everything that you're doing for yourself. So I also wanted to add that I think it's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard a few different people say mm-hmm. that, and I have felt a shift recently, probably more. Mm-hmm. To the yeah, confidence and peace and kind of turning a corner with things. Excitement How for about, life. I feel peaceful right now. Is there that you a go. good yes. feeling? Peaceful. Yes. Peaceful. <laughs> peaceful. That's right. Feeling words. Feeling words. What up? 
Okay, Tina, you ready to do this? Yep. Okay. All right. So, first question. Do you think he dropped the cats off with all his dames <laughs> so that he would be less lonely when he wasn't around and less likely to contact slash bug him? Oh. This is an interesting one because I feel like I was the dame with all of the cats. You ended up with all of them. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was yeah a motivation. So I'd be caring for a million cats as a crazy cat lady. Well, and a distraction because you can't do any- you can't do anything because you have to care for the cats. Right. Keeps you in the house. Oh, the special needs cats. The special needs. Yeah. Cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the cats that were dead that never really were. How about that? All right, moving on to the second question. When you were married, was he remotely nurturing to your relationship, or was he just consistently emotionally absent? Another good question. Yeah, I'm kidding. This is a hard one. That's deep. I would say that there were times that I feel like he listened well and gave good advice. I feel like he was supportive at times where I had work stress to process, but I wouldn't use the term nurturing probably at any point in the relationship. And when you did like process with him some of your stress, do you feel like he actually helped you process through it or did he turn it back around and, and end up making it about his stress at work? Because we know his job is very stressful. I think he helped me process through. Okay. Yeah. At different times. Well, and, and he was also going through a lot of work stress too. Remember, mm-hmm. he was always stressed out of work. So. Right. Well, and also to, to piggyback on that, I'm sure we'd have people out there that are like, well, if you're not in a relationship that's nurturing, why would you stick around to that? Mm-hmm. So what what would be your thoughts with that? Was that a question it, on the fly? It Benjamin is a question was, on the fly. Yeah. It is a question Ooh, on the fly. I'm but my, my thought kind of is... Who's the therapist here? Not me. <laughs> not this guy. But my, my thought is, like, you guys had that relationship set up pretty separate from the beginning, and we've made that evidently clear. But mm-hmm. I could also see somebody saying, well, he wasn't nurturing. Why were you around? I would say from the beginning, I felt like we were really good friends and there was that companionship piece that I always thought was the foundation and was there all the time and that I just enjoyed his company Mm -hmm. and being Mm -hmm. around each other, shared a lot of the same interests and just enjoyed. Do you feel like you were nurturing to him? Yes. Yeah. You feel like it was out of balance? Yes. Did you realize it was? Yeah. Gosh. Questions, Ben. Zing. (laughs) Probably at times, but it's one of those when you're in it. Yeah. And I knew he mm-hmm. wasn't. That's not his normal sure. right. personality yeah. is to be very nurturing. Well, it's just like, And I kind of knew that's how yeah. he was, so I didn't expect. Okay. He was just so char- He was so charming naturally that that's, <laughs> you, 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 for, you forgave him what? for the nurturing piece, what? right? <laughs> he was? I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Did I answer your question? Ben? I think so. I think so. That's just I mean, extra follow-ups. Yeah. Well, you know me. I'm not. Tana's on the hot seat. I'm not one to lack on words. Uh, okay. Next question. Was he different as the years went by, or was he consistent with his emotional availability or lack thereof from the beginning? We've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. As I look back now, it looks different from a different sure. lens. I'd say I notice a progression of him being. Less and less, probably like as he was gone more and more over the last few years, um, I noticed it probably being less emotional availability. So I'd say it was different. 
Did you ever have a problem with it? Of it with him being a lack of yeah. emotional ability? Yeah. Yeah. Over the years? Mm-hmm. 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 And I look back and think there are times I... When he would come home, I would just kind of read his mood sure. and then kind of put my things aside or whatever I needed aside and right. kind of yeah. checked in with him. Something that should have been put in check, but you just kind of go, oh, he's pissed, so I'm not going to mess with it. I right. get it. Well, and you also, we've talked about too, he he just never had the ability to regulate himself. And you can, mm-hmm. right? Like you can regulate your emotions. And so whenever he's <laughs> coming in dysregulated, it was like, okay, time to shift and be there for him and you both are also therapists so she obviously knows how to deal with somebody that's like that so she knows how to act outside of just a wife being pissed like i need you you know it's called self-aware yeah (laughs) very much so all right so the next question i know that you've been getting a lot of questions about sex life about it was he a sex addict was he crazy about that kind of could that be the reason that he is out gallivanting along with all these women that he's got three if not more and could this be a big thing as the sex life piece of it was he a sex addict at home was he not was how could you give answers to this well it's interesting before you answer this Gina like this is this has been a question that I've been getting a lot since I've been a part of this Mm -hmm. is oh my goodness I think he might be a sex addict and so I do think this is interesting Mm -hmm. just for us to to talk about in this episode so I agree and yeah. th- this is a question that hit me immediately. Like, oh, well, I'm a male. I mean, most males cheat because they want sex. Okay. So thoughts on this. Right. And we've talked mm-hmm. in previous episodes just about how yes. I am such a private person. Mm-hmm. Very private. So we have not touched on this. So I do feel in a way that it doesn't need to be public knowledge. And I don't want to comment in a lot of detail, but I will say, yes, we had a sex life. Okay. <laughs> it was my husband. And so, yes, we did have a sex life. Mm-hmm. But I would say it was nothing out of the ordinary. When I look back from being closer than people looking from the outside, I would say, in my opinion, he appears more interested in the game of like manipulation Mm -hmm. and control. And I feel like that was more so the primary motivator. And not in a sexual manner, like just the fact of the game of manipulation of Of a person, of the people. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that was more so the reason for the three relationships. I don't think it was. It was the chase, what you're saying. Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, just based on all the information that I, I would agree with have you. been given. So, I mean, per- and personally, I asked you this question, and that's pretty much yeah. the same answer that I got back then. Off the record, yeah. you gave the same you gave the same response off the yeah, record. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a question that people are going to be like, "Oh, is that a problem?" No, it's not at all. It's not. Right. It's Thank you for answering that. Yes, Gina, I know that was hard because you are a very private person. That's right. So, your next question: Do you plan to change your last name? I do not plan to change my last name. I feel like it's a big expense to change your name. And I decided during the divorce process not to right. do that. And plus, I like this last name better than my maiden name. And it's the name I'm known for in my professional life. And people so, have known me as that for a while. So sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. You continue to sound more confident and content with every episode. Do you see your progress? We hear it where Andy expressed that yeah. earlier, and yeah. I agree. I mean, your demeanor is uh, energetic and standing tall and proud. Mm-hmm. When I look back to the first couple, I was doing them by myself I and know. was really I'm sorry about that as your friend, <laughs> really nervous. <laughs> yeah. Even the ones we did together starting out, sure. I think I was 
uncomfortable and I, I feel a change even the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. just with my confidence and where I'm at in the process. I so would, it's interesting to me that people can hear it though, because yes. I wouldn't have really mm-hmm. uh-huh. pointed it out. Like yes. I feel like I'm moving forward, but mm-hmm. to have other people mention that, like multiple people have mentioned yes. that. It's like you don't have that burden on your shoulders. It's you, you feel lighter. I was yeah. talking to someone the other day and they're like, you seem free. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes like yes. you're just free. That's a great don't word. don't know how else to explain mm-hmm. it. Feeling word. Mm-hmm. Free. Yeah. So good feeling word. It's interesting because I haven't seen you for two weeks, right? Because I took last week off from, from doing an episode and just seeing you today, I've seen a shift. So the shift you were talking I about, I feel it. It's awesome. Hmm. And you also just did, had a big event this past weekend too, though. I did. That was a big piece of my healing. Can you, I know you're going to talk more about that, but can you go ahead and just let everyone know? Let's do it now. Yeah. Tell us now. It's Q&A. Yeah. This past weekend, I completed a sprint triathlon and I had been training for it for a couple months. Amazing. And I hadn't shared much because I just didn't know if I was going to be able to do it or if my body was going to hold up and do it. I just kind of doubted myself a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did it, and I was really emotional throughout the whole process. Oh, wow. and Interesting. I feel like something just shifted with me that, like, I set that goal and I met it. Yeah. I had a lot of stress last week. I was able to put that aside sure. and say this is about me. And my healing. Mm-hmm. And my uh-huh. healing. And it was a big change for me that I, I don't know, just felt like kind of a badass. Like, I can I was getting ready to say, it's, it's pretty... It's yeah. a pretty big deal what you accomplished. Can you share like what all it, well, it all involved? Because when you told me, I was like, oh my gosh, I need a nap just thinking about this. I think <laughs> my it's, event. Yes, I yeah. think it's impressive. Tell us exactly what don't, this was. Don't minimize it. No, don't minimize no. it. It's it's awesome. Well, it's when you say sprint, it's not that you do everything really fast. Right. It's shorter distances. <laughs> so it's a 500 meter swim, mm-hmm. a 10 mile bike, and then a three mile run. It's walk. awesome. Yeah. Whatever. And just the camaraderie too that you, ha- I know you have some people that you do it with too, right? Like mm-hmm. people that you have. That was a big part of it. Yeah. And yeah. And the one I do is all women and it's a lot of women doing it for the first time. And so it's a really encouraging atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I really mentally prepared for it the past, the last week I had these little note cards. Mm-hmm. One was tell the bitch voice to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So when I feel like I'm going to die out there, that's what I said to myself. And that I am prepared. I am strong. Yes. I have gone through all of this. I can absolutely ride my bike up hills for 10 miles. Yeah, that, that's it. Right. <laughs> that's what you said. Too. This is all this is all this house. I got this. I got this. Yeah. I've been through way worse. No, it, it just your commitment to it, though, is what has impressed me as your friend, because there's several times where I'm like, hey, when do you want to get together? And you're like, oh, I've already got everything done. And I'm like, it's only nine. It's nine o'clock. What do you mean you have everything done? Right. Like you're training, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. like you really prepared for it. So you did. I'm proud of you. And part of your healing. How did you handle when you wanted to quit? Well, she had the reframe ready. Yeah. The last week, like the couple weekends before I did all three activities back to back and pretty long distances and had a little trouble. So I kind of went back to mentally just reframing and catching myself when I started to have negative thoughts and mm-hmm. really being intentional also about encouraging others that were there. Cause Good. a lot of people it's there for their first time and but that's people do not look strength. like they are having yes. fun. No. And so <laughs> Who, who like runs and looks this. like they have fun? Nobody running <laughs> looks like this. they're having fun. You can do this. We but got that's this. your strength, right? Like you're going to be there for others. Right. So that's what I love about you. Yeah. 
I have to also add too, guys, for for the people that are listening. Gina also was able to make it to our daughter's birthday party, and she just turned five. And Gina's a celebrity now, and she's a pretty big deal because of this podcast. And I mentioned this because this is completely outside your comfort zone, right? I mean, yes, you're not is. you're used to showing up at an event and flying under the radar, mm-hmm. and so you come in and was like, Gina, yeah. How is that for you? How are, how are you handling Especially, that attention? Yes, with the random people that didn't it's, know you that were like, you're Jana. I mean, but it's positive. I mean, it's yeah, not negative it attention, awesome. right? I mean, people aren't saying, like, what are you doing? I mean, it's it, it's really cool, but still, it doesn't matter if it's negative or positive for you. Attention is, is attention. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm still processing that. Okay. Because like Ben just said, someone came up to me and was like, I'm so-and-so, you're yeah. Jana. And I'm like... I love your podcast. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, she's heard my whole story. And yeah. I just like, <laughs> yeah. and I don't she know knows you. about my whole life. That's true. That's true. So, and being a private person and also mm-hmm. like a therapist too. I mean, it's not something that well, yeah, you walk around. You know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's a little awkward. Yeah. So anyway, just a couple things there. I just I wanted to throw that out there because with your healing, with the with you know, challenging yourself to get through what what is it, triathlon? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Triathlon and then just wanted to know at the, the party because I remember a few times looking over at you and I thought, oh my gosh, what are we doing to her? Right. It's things I never thought of when I started this. Exactly. Exactly. That would kind of snowball and happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like people I don't know listening or reaching out. And just rooting for you. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because you always root for others. That's what I love about it. You're always rooting for others. And so it's, it's so cool to see the other way around. And for you experience for you to experience that it's a it's a new feeling for you, but or new experience for you. So it's interesting to see you walk through that. Right. And there was a couple at your party that I talked to for quite a while about nothing podcast related. No. And then later on, you're like, "Hey, did you hear about Janet's podcast?" And they just kind of looked at me. I'm like, "Yeah, my life turned into a lifetime movie overnight." And I. Sorry to mention it. I don't mention it right off the bat. Sorry about that. I'm proud of you. And I just think, oh, let's have figure that's what you're talking about. I know. Later, I saw your face. I'm like, okay, the, the, the two people at the, at the party that didn't know about your podcast, I went and I ruined it for you. But, but now they know. Mm-hmm. We're working on being uncomfortable, right? Working through the uncomfortable. That has come up a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. That I feel like there's, yes. Even my training, like there's, yes only growth when you're in an uncomfortable space mm-hmm. absolutely and if you do things that are just comfortable all the time I mean, you're not you gonna quit, ever when you feel the burn you're not gonna go anywhere right i love it proud of you okay yes absolutely all right next question you seem certain the hoe knew he was married why exactly do you believe that she knew that he was married okay okay quite a few reasons mm-hmm. i think it was in episode three maybe know your worth but let's just throw out, like, hypothetically, say she did not know. Okay. Let's look at, like, December 18th when mm-hmm. everything happened. Then she knew, and she talked to me the next day. So she found out, mm-hmm. oh, hey, he's been married for the whole time I've been with him. Right. So right, you but... would think then she would be like, oh, right. even if I didn't know, I know now, and I don't want to be with someone exactly. who has cheated on their wife for three years. Right. right. Right before she had a gathering of some sorts. Mm-hmm. And My, even when I had a conversation with her the next day, she knew and told me a bunch of lies exactly. about things he had done that she already knew about that weren't even related to being married. And or you not. didn't know until mm-hmm. then. Exactly. That right. That's my thing. It's like, not only did she choose to stay with him after she found out he was married, if hypothetically she knew, if she thought he wasn't, 
she shared with you lies that mm-hmm. she knew he did. Right. It's just to me, it's just that's that's her character. She makes it. She made the decision to to stay with him. Mm-hmm. If she didn't know, she still chose to stay with someone that cheats. Mm-hmm. And she helped validate <laughs> that he cheated with you. I mean, right. on you. Okay. Yeah, so it's not so much about proving that. Yeah. I do believe she knew he was married. I do not too. Yeah. Maybe so much when they first started dating, but somewhere along the way she found out and yeah. continued. Right. Mm-hmm. But even if she didn't. Hypothetically, she if she found didn't. Out, yeah. She's still. She's still there. Yeah. But we already talked about his charm, guys. <laughs> his charm and his lack of nurturing. I mean, it's a catch. So to follow up with that. What do you say about those people that might not believe that story or any of the others? I would say I've shared on here I'm a private, positive person and I don't like putting my business out there and I don't like sharing negative things. It's really hard and out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I really have nothing to gain by right. creating fake stories. And it's part of my healing journey. And as I've peeled back layers and layers and connecting it all, I know inside myself I'm being as honest and authentic as I can. And I know it's my truth that I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. How others respond to it is out of my control. And people have the right to their own opinions. If they don't believe it and have a problem with it, they can not listen well, or choose to not believe it. Or choose to stay in a relationship with him. Or that. Yeah. Well, and back it up. This is about your healing. So whether or not they believe it or not. Exactly. You lived it. You know it. And. Right. Well, the other thing, too, we talked about this on um, the Triple Play episode, and that was why one of the things that I like that you developed a, a relationship with Trey, because the lies were so similar, and it was almost mm-hmm. valid. It, it, a lot of ways is validating for you. Well, and also, like, who can make this shit up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, like, mean, I, I mean, know. You, I mean, really? I've never seen that type of creativity from you. Right. right. In all the years that I've known <laughs> right. you. I mean, how are you not an author? Right. It's a pretty exhilarating story. Yes. Exactly. The point. Okay. And so, there, and then there's that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. So, the next question I don't believe at any point he even knows himself. So, I just have a suspicion that many of the things he relayed to you were things he picked up on from others or quote unquote friends. Do you feel that potentially the lies and stories he created? were based on other traumas or narratives that he had heard in other conversations? This is a really good question. And I think, it's you know, deep. well, I mean, we did talk about on the liar, liar, pants on fire, part one and two. I mean, just about the pathological liar and how he studied people. I mean, I feel like this is. Well, it's hard for me to answer because I don't know how many of those were truth. Like I didn't know people in his circle to know. right. right were those people that he knew experiencing that and he just and you're not sure what into his own yeah but we do know he studied people well and i do know from what trey said that like my dad had yeah heart issues and was in icu and he the bastard used that as a medical condition he had to get out of something so i knew he used something from my personal life with another woman talking about think, that. So I'm thinking it probably was used more than I know. And like the fake robbery, fake homelessness. Mm-hmm. He probably knew somebody that experienced that. Heck, he probably used information from like your field. Fake impatient stay. When I mean, we know he used information mm-hmm. just from your 
you're filled, right? Like what you did for people, how you helped people. Right. And he probably it's good content, Jana. I mean, we know it was an intentional thing that he isolated me from yes. everyone at his work. That was probably part of it because yes. if I met people and kind of learned their yeah. stories, I'd be like, this sounds familiar. Right. <laughs> he just, he just went through this too. Not well, too long yeah. ago. So this brings up another good point. Does he have any friends? I don't know. Yeah. Like I only knew, I mean, people we talked about, I didn't know them. Like some of his friends that were also coworkers. Supposedly he had a mutual friend group with Trey and her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ho shared with me that they had a group of friends together. But you didn't have a group of friends. I did not have a group of friends. He made he her have out. cats. You had cats. Her friends were cats. He dropped he cats. He kept that very separate. Like I had yeah, my friends. I know. Yes. And he never made it like mm-hmm. part of. But why do you think he had a set of friends with the Ho and Trey and not you? Because she made him watch the cats. When she left, he had to watch the cats. So she had to have her own friends. Oh, that's true. He loaded you up with cats. So. <laughs> he loaded you up with cats so, <laughs> so, so you so. can have mutual friendships. <laughs> so it has to be separate, Jana. I mean, this is just how it's happened. I mean, we had to take care of these cats. Well, and I wondered with both of them, I didn't really ask, but were they more so the women's friends and he just yeah. kind of tagged along? But you or have, were they but you have friends? But my thing is you have friends. He never tagged along. That's true. You know, I would have been open for that. Ben would have been open for that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just interesting. I really missed out. Well, but we didn't know then. <laughs> I know. We're looking this from a different lens. It's interesting that I yeah. was the only one. Yeah. I mean, I always kept very secret. Secret, secret wife. I think you're the safe space. The, the safe space and the consistency. That's why the marriage happened, I think. It's so, it, I mean, really, if you think about it, it's, I'm getting chills right now because it's like you're like the secret one. But you're the one he chose to marry. Right? Mm-hmm. So weird. Why do you think he chose to marry you and not the others? I was just going to ask yeah. you that. What were you saying? Like that you felt like I was the safe and consistent one? Yeah, I think you're the safe, consistent one versus, I don't know, because he lied to you too. So I was, but, I was getting ready to but say. But Gina nurtured him. Right. But nurtured he had him. that from other, yeah. the others. You think the host nurturing <laughs> with the chip? Come on, Jenna. Yeah. I don't know about her. The but GPS Trey, tracker. I believe, yeah. is nurturing. Sure. I don't Gosh, know. That is that one. Could be deep. That could be a whole episode itself. Wow. That is one question I would like to know mm-hmm. his answer to. I don't know what it would be if he even. I don't. Well, it'd be a lie. But it'd be interested to know. I don't think he knows. Mm-mm. But I. But it is something that I want to know. <laughs> I mean, I did, you, did you ever go, you have to marry me or I'm gone? No. So did you no. force so, him? Yeah, that's a good question. So there, did you there, force there was, him to marry you? Yeah. No. No ultimatums? So there's no, no ultimatum. So it wasn't like it could be that. Jana's like, listen, you got to marry me or else. He's like, I have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's not or else. Right. I will marry you with cancer. Wow. I have one, one more question. Okay. Jana, you don't have to answer it if you don't want <laughs> Did he give you a cat as a wedding gift? No. Okay. She had to think, though. I know she, she did. Her, she, she looked deep I into wish the this back was of her brain. sometimes. Right? <laughs> her eyes went back, and she went, I don't know. No. He had two cats before he got married, so they just joined. It's like a happily, happy, happy family, happily mm-hmm. ever after. That's right. Yep. Just like he's living now with the hoe. <laughs> wow. Okay, another question. If Jana could say anything to the version of herself, who found that letter that day, what would Jana say? 
Ooh, Jan. Initially reading that, it yeah. brought up a lot of emotion for me. And this is what I came up with. Do you have a filling word, what it brought up? Just I know you don't like them, but... Pissed off. No, it wasn't no, pissed off. I don't think you'd be pissed off. She hasn't been pissed off very, very <laughs> No, much. she hasn't. I think feeling like that person needed compassion and grace and kindness. Right. Yeah. And just telling myself to take a deep breath, yeah. take one step at a time. And if this means your marriage is over, you'll go through dark times, but you'll survive it and you'll find peace mm. and healing on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was thinking of the magnitude of... No, what you were about to like walk into. Right. Yeah. 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 That's good, Gina. I just got chills. I like. I love this... I know you're always you've always been a positive person, but you've obviously have always been private with it. Yes. I love hearing the positive self talk. I love out loud how you're doing it out loud. I love hearing it. So awesome. We are now going to take a quick break for a commercial from our sponsor, Paris Counseling. Looking for an uptight, stuffy, unfunny therapist? You won't find one at Paris Counseling. What you will find is a mental health counseling practice that believes in an atmosphere that is open-minded, non-judgmental, and safe. At Paris Counseling, you'll find compassion, honesty, and humor. Offering outpatient mental health services, Paris Counseling provides both in-person and telehealth therapy sessions for individual families, couples, and groups. Check out our website at pariscounselingllc.org for a list of accepted insurance and payment options. Our team of dedicated professionals is here to help you heal, grow, and find your best self. Now back to the podcast. All right, Jana. So the next question. If the script was flipped and Jana cheated on the bastard, how do you think he would have responded? It's a good question. It's such a foreign concept to me because I can't even imagine cheating on him. Mm-hmm. I guess it would matter like would I keep it quiet or he found out about it, what would he do? I mean, I think on some sense, he he thought of you as a fake wife. So would he even have been upset, do you think? Would you have alleviated a lot of his problems? Would he have used that as an out? Right. Or just been like, it's okay. Me too. (laughs) Me too. How about we just like both continue on? This is great. This is great news. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm glad to see you join the party. Welcome, Jana. And who is this? And who is it? Maybe we can, what would it be? Not a thruple. It would be a. <laughs> Just be an open. Yeah. It is interesting. It is a good question. It but is. I think like it, with everything that we've uncovered about the bastard, I mean, we've already decided he doesn't have any empathy. So I don't even know. I don't know. I don't even know if he would have cared. Or he might have used it to embellish, escalate it as your like made him his image look better you know like see i'm so well, mistreated I think he knew me and knew i never because right. he studied you would. well he studied you well and who knows maybe he left the string of errors that made him caught but this is also and that would have yeah that would have just been a situation where he's like oh you're cheating so we got to be done you know maybe he was looking to get out who knows i mean we could we could play this game all day so it's, i don't think there's it's, really no it's all hypothetical yeah mm-hmm. because, but it's hard to be hypothetical when like you just said well, he knew me. Right. He knew I would never do that. Right. Yeah. So that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. If anybody knows the answer to that, how he would have responded, send Jan an email at... What is the email? Voicenowheard3 at gmail.com. For the next question, was there ever a time in public where he was more distant 
or less affectionate for fear that he may have been seen by others Ooh. that know the hoe. She's a hoe. I have pondered this <laughs> a lot. Like, was he ever worried about running into people he knew when we were out and about? He was not affectionate in public, and there were a couple times we did run into people that he knew, and he would not introduce me. And after that happened a couple times, I just started taking the initiative and right. introducing myself. Okay. I'm like, why are you not? Right. Did you say, hi, hi, I'm me? his wife? Did you know he's married? Or how did you introduce yourself? Yeah. Probably just said, hi, I'm Jana. I think just hi, I'm Jana. And then later on, he was like, yeah, that was just number four or three. I'm thinking he had a story planned yeah. if he saw the person in some uh, other context and they asked. It's my sister, Jana. We have the same last name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a small world it is a small world it really is but let me especially ask you, when you live a but, block away but let me ask and you Randy this. and i have talked about yeah. this like if you would see ben with someone yeah. at lunch right. you could just be like oh it's a co-worker sure. like and yeah. you wouldn't think anything of it like he could have just mentioned right that, that we were talking about that tonight it's like you know jan and i met for for dinner while you picked up the girl and got her situated and, and i told jana it's like when you were married you just have that trust like ben thinks i'm here having dinner right. with you I am, but right, but, but if, you don't question that. But if if like say Jana yeah. ran into him in public and right. he was with a woman having dinner, if that was a real relationship sure. situation, he'd have been like, "Hey Jana, I've yes. got dinner with this gal exactly. that is reason X." Right. Exactly. And this is why I'm here. That's I mean, if if I was having dinner with a female business friend, whatever it might be, I'd be like, hey, Randy, I'm really excited. I've got dinner with blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Let me ask but you. But if we- I ever saw him out and about, like say I saw him and he was having dinner with the hoe, right. I wonder what, he probably would have just said, oh, it's just Absolutely. something I work with. Yeah. She's going through a hard time. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Co-worker. he would always spin it to where you mm-hmm. would be like, oh, gosh, take care of it. Right. You, you wouldn't ask any follow-ups. Yeah. And he's a hero. I'm I really wanna- surprised that I didn't run into him. I mean, we live so close. Like, how did I not? But when, but I want to ask, hang on, I want to ask a follow-up to that, though. Like, whenever you did run into people that he knew and he didn't introduce you, I know you said you finally got assertive and started introducing yourself, but did it bother you? And did you ask him why he never introduced you? There was one specific time mm-hmm. that I remember, and I was like, who was that? And okay. he was like, it was so-and-so. Okay. He just always had something prepared. I think I asked why. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. He's like, Listen. I remember, you know, it probably bothered me, and I probably didn't speak up and I, say. Well, I think what you just said there was I probably it didn't bother me and I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. So part of this healing, this whole thing is your healing. Yes. And so what are we going to do in the future, Jana? What are we going to do in the future? To the next special when guy. When you have that feeling. Right. Ask the question. Ask the question. Ask the question. Communication. And how someone responds to you gives you so much information. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Communicate. Open communication. Yes. Good. So next question. I would like to hear Jana's thoughts on why she thinks he turned to an online dating app when he already had Trey and who knows else at this point. I'm not sure how to answer this question, but I mean, we could say like, why did he pursue a relationship with the hoe when he had a wife and Trey? Like, it's hard to say what his motivation was. We kind of think it's the chase. I'm sure we've explained that. That that was part of the sex question is it's not really about that. It's, It's the chase. But you're right. It's it's all speculation, and we right. don't know. No. Unless we got him in here and we put him on the hot seat. <laughs> and then hear the lies. <laughs> and then hear the we lies. We still just, would never know. We no. still no. would never know. Still be 
It's still be a waste Consider of a the source. Mm-hmm. Right. The source. Okay. If he has lied to this degree in his personal life, I'd think he has lied in his professional life too. Do you believe his work is aware of this? Randy and I have talked about this, that we both think it's a character trait and that it's something that he cannot separate out from his professional and personal life. I do not know if his work is aware. Right. But we've kind of speculated that if it's someone's character that comes so naturally, so quickly. Right. When I would ask him questions, how do you separate that out and say, oh, I'm going to tell the truth in this setting. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, Jan is texting me. I got to make something else up. Right. Like you can't really switch back and forth. Yeah. Well, and even what you just said earlier, if you did run into them, he probably would have had a story prepared. Right. You know, I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. a prepared person. Right. So, yeah. Well, and wor- his work is not part of your healing. So. And we actually went into more detail on this in the last Q&A, I right. believe it was. So. I believe so. Yeah. All right. What type of cancer did he claim to have? I don't know how to answer Fake- this. Cancer sucks. Fake cancer sucks. What kind of fake cancer did he claim? Like, what, what, what was his fake cancer? Do you know? I would. I remember him saying with me something with. It was not like testicular cancer, mm-hmm. prostate cancer, but it was something like. Whatever was pelvic first. region cancer. On, <laughs> I don't know. Probably his first on the Google search. What cancer did you have, Tina? Ne- J- Tina, what do we what do we learn from this? We ask <laughs> questions next time, and we see documentation, we right? Right. We go- right? And we Google. Right. All right. Next question. Cannot, Jana. It feels like a really long time ago. Like I can't remember the specifics. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and and it wasn't lies at that point in time, so you didn't store it as what the hell was he saying? Did he ever mm-hmm. tell you because of his cancer he couldn't have children? Was that was that something? Because I felt like when I met you, he. You, we talked about that, and you said, "Well, the bastard had cancer, and he he can't have children," which is a real, which is a real possibility. Right. Again, like takes information that's real and applies it to his situation. I think that was mentioned that that could be yeah affecting that. Okay. Does the hoe think she is going to reform him? Wow, this is a lot of parts. Does she think he's never going to? Does she think he's never going to cheat on her as he did on Jana and Trey? Question three, what makes women think this way? And question four, is it a sense of not wanting to be abandoned? Ooh. Wow, that's exhausting. So let's hit first one. Does the hoe think that she's going to reform him? I think the hoe, I'm going to hijack this for a second. I think the hoe might be similar to him. I think he needs to reform her. (laughs) (laughs) It's all that tracking stuff. I kind of agree. I mean, again, this is a speculation piece. I I really think, I mean, like we can all day go, oh, well, yeah, she's going to change. No, she's not going to change. We don't know. It goes back to. It's not part of your healing. I believe she thinks he's never going to cheat on her. I think she thinks she's special. And Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make fun of her right now. Like, I do think she thinks she's special. I think that she feels like probably on some level I won. Like I won the prize, right? Mm-hmm. Non-nurturing, non-charismatic, and I know all of this about him and his past, and I mm-hmm. still love him and right. accept him, right. right? And I know it's just something he needs to work on, yeah. Right. And, he, and he's accepted my tracking devices, and and the monthly fees, 
Well, I, seriously, though, I do think like on some level she probably thinks that he won't. Um, what was the next question? Does she think he's never going to cheat on her as she, as he did Jane and I Trey? think she's putting controls. I think she's trying to like put some Locking, measures. Well, down. I know we joke about it, but I do no, think really. she's put some measures in. And yeah. I think that she thinks that he chose her and he's committed to her. So I, I'm, I'm sure on some level there's a, a little bit of like denial i but. think she thinks like it's a matter of time and i'll just build up trust yeah. and he'll just be with me right. yeah. well and we've talked this whole thing was a game to him obviously and now it's it's obvious he cheats she knows he cheats so the game's not there well and the other question what makes women think this way i mean i think you know women typically tend to be more nurturing and sadly fixers rescuers mm-hmm. and maybe who knows what story he has stories he has shared with her and she may think that she's fixing and she might have or saving him Mm -hmm. right i don't know i mean we don't know this is like again like ben saying like this is all speculation these questions are coming at us we're trying to do the best we can answering but we don't know what the relationship's like but when i think about i was so close in it i didn't realize what was going on and she's maybe not had the space to figure that out or right. has just kind of gone along with things. Well, to go with that, the last part of that question was, is there is there a sense of not wanting to be abandoned? I think that kind of can go with that. Maybe. Maybe. Well, we don't know. We what, don't know. We have no idea who she is, really. We no. don't know what her past is. We don't mm-hmm. know what, what all this is bringing up for her. And maybe, you know, maybe there's some all kinds of trauma and triggers. We don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. From so, a ther- I mean, from a therapist standpoint, yeah. I mean, you guys would openly say, who knows? It, we can be- only speak from like, we can only speak in here from Jana. Like, this this podcast is for Jana. Right. And she can only speak from her experience and what she knows. And so these questions are good questions, but I mean, on some level, it's all speculation. Yeah. I was talking to someone about this <clears throat> recently too, who, when they found out that they're partner cheated on them mm-hmm. they were just done yeah and we were talking about that like what is the difference between like that person and myself who right. we hear and we're just done we don't think about it we yeah. move on right and other people the hoe just yeah. continue on and accept that and think it's going to change right but don't you I don't know where that but did just, you think it goes back to like what they're what they might be carrying like something right. that made me i mean we're talking about when we talk about i can only base this on you at this moment right because this is about you right you're very self-aware. You're even though this, all of this just turned your life upside down. You got in there and done the work, right? Mm-hmm. Because not only are you trying to figure out why and how you got in a situation, you're also trying to figure out, I'm not doing this again, <laughs> right? Right. If I ever choose to do this again, I'm not doing this again. Um, I think that's an important piece to to make sure that we're we're noting that you're doing the work, you're doing the healing piece, and not everybody is doing that not everybody mm-hmm. is is, is self, as self-aware as what you are and is really working on that piece right so i think it's easier to stay it's not easier but on some level easier to stay in denial mm-hmm. and pretend that everything's going to be okay if you're not doing the work right what did we talk about earlier uncomfortable right mm-hmm. doing the work means what yeah being uncomfortable Right. When I ask you a feeling word, how do you feel? You feel uncomfortable, right. but you do it because mm-hmm. you know it's important. Right. Yeah. So it's a good question. It's like- a good question. All right. So let's go to the next one. This one refers to the healing episode where your sister, your sister had mentioned that you're going to get your gun. 
Can you explain this a little bit more? You listened to that. You know, I did not recall saying that. And mm-hmm. I kind of laughed a nervous laughter because I was just like, <laughs> nervous laughter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it really just shows like what shock can yeah. do in the moment. Like I totally had blocked that out mm-hmm. and I didn't recall saying that. And I obviously didn't take any steps to go home and get my weapon mm-hmm. or since then I have not done that. I feel like I was able to regroup enough to kind of take a step back and think about the consequences if I had decided to do that and understand like my life is worth more now than making this decision to go home and bring my gun to a situation where I'm going to end up with negative consequences. Like in the heat of the moment, getting back at him was not worth exactly what it would cost me in the future and make a choice like that. And the way you played it out was beautiful because he already had you probably prepared to paint you right. as some crazy <laughs> lady. Mm-hmm. Well, you shared with me and, and, you know, and all of us in the, in the triple play episode that you were painted as this, like, right. Then you have like a fake impatience day. Didn't that, and then what he said, like she was so crazy that she had to like go to a hospital. Oh, and, he told Trey that yeah. when he broke up with me, yeah. that I lost it. But he, I guess my point is he already had, he was prepared to be right. able to say she's unstable and and, and that. And mm-hmm. so if you would have showed up with a gun. Well, and even it just shows because I see people on the news and I'm yes. like, oh my gosh, like they ruin their life. Yes. So one split I second. I just encourage yeah. anyone in the heat of that moment to try to take a step back because that's going to be right. with you forever. But for I, also, you. I also see where you said, oh, you know, grab my weapon. Because, I mean, honestly, you're going to a situation that you don't know who's who's where or whatever. So there's a lot of people that, that carry all the time, no matter what, just for mm-hmm. random situations that you don't know are going to happen. So I don't think that that's a big deal. I really don't. And didn't, you, didn't we talk about that piece in the brainwashing? I can't remember if it was part one or two about when you talked to him about that. He's like, well, don't go knocking on people, random people's doors. That's how you get shot these days. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah when I had asked him yeah. about the piece of mail, I'm just saying, right. I said, like, oh, I thought about driving over there because it's so close. And he said, that's how you get yeah. shot these days. So if we add all of that up that was in your brain, like everything that he put in your brain, right. then all of a sudden I, I can kind of see where you're like, oh my gosh, do I need my gun? Do I need to protect myself? Right. I, I, I appreciate what you said. Like, pause, think about mm-hmm. it. It's not right. worth it. But I can totally, I'm just trying to see but ultimately you, you you weren't saying oh get my gun so i go chase people down no, you right. were you were saying i need to find my protection yeah that's that's all you're yeah. saying it wasn't a you know chase chase people but, down and, but just had this visual of like if she stepped out with a big shotgun like i know right <laughs> right <laughs> what would i do <laughs> laugh laugh hysterically be like if he's worth that wow he's yours yeah. <laughs> see you later see yeah. you later Peace out. Looks like he's already been there. I'll send a cat over. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Oh, wow. All Ooh. right. So the next question. For the people that are still in a situation like this. Mm, all right. So next question. For people still in a situation and not sure what to do, what would you suggest? Don't take a gun to the house. To a, don't take a gun to a hoe fight. When I look back, I try to look back at what I was trying to do to cope in the last mm-hmm. few years. And I know I've mentioned this program, 75 Heart, that I did. That's a little intense and has a certain amount of tasks each day. Mm-hmm. 
And I did that like in the fall of a couple years. I know I've mentioned part of that. I was walking past the host house that I didn't realize I was walking by. You had no idea. But I really think that helped me mentally be stronger. I know at one point I had started therapy, started biking and doing things I enjoy. And I looked back through journals and the summer before, like 2021, I had actually journaled about like being content with just having time by myself and being alone and Mm -hmm. not depending on another person for my happiness, which looking back is strange for me that I was processing that. But I think that all laid a foundation for me to be in a healthier space when this happened. Mm -hmm. So I would say try to take action on something that's in your control that's for yourself, whether that's an activity, therapy, support. And and that was self-care is what that was. That was ultimate self-care. Not Mm -hmm. preparing for a situation. That was self-care. Yeah. Making sure you're not isolating and that you're still having friendships outside your marriage. So I think whatever small step you could take while you're in the middle of it. I think that's really good advice. And it is interesting. It's almost like, I think on some level, you are, I mean, we already know you're self-aware. There was something there that you were feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you like the foundation. But it's important. It's important to do that. So you, you were ready. All right. So the next question. What are your hopes for the future? To continue to move forward and heal. Say to be at peace with the single life and enjoy things for myself and find parts of myself that I feel like I lost along the way. Possibly being open to relationships in the future. I don't know. Give it time. You know, Give it time. Cynical. I, I know, know, but you're open. You're, you've been opening yourself up to hugs. Trying to. She is have. She's become huge. A it's been a big growth area. I know. <laughs> been giving it a try. Been giving it a try. <laughs> see, what, see what the buzz is about. Three out, out of five. Not sure I like to this. Be uncomfortable. <laughs> Too funny. Anyway. All right. So that's that's all the questions that I have. Randy, can you can think of any off the top of your head that you want to add to it? So, Jana, I do have one. After going through all of these, this is your second Q and A. So, in in on in some sense, it's putting you on the spot because, and I know that's also uncomfortable and out of your comfort zone. Do you feel like you're able? Do you feel like you've been able to get out what it is that you're trying to to say? Because you know, this whole thing is about getting your voice heard. Do you feel like that is being accomplished? Yes. Okay. You care to elaborate? Like, what's next for you? Yeah, I was going to talk about that a little just in summary. Like I had one more episode called like creating a new identity Mm -hmm. and that was from my like original outline of my podcast and that was kind of the end and Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what's next. Like not necessarily creating a new identity, but finding your real identity. That's really what it should be is you found your real identity. Right. And who I am as like a single person again. Right. Right. What does my future look like without someone else? Those type of things. Someone else that's erratic. (laughs) Um. (laughs) But I thought about like, could it be an encouragement to others? Like other voices that need to be heard or I don't know. Is this just like my stories being told and this is kind of wrapping it up and that's kind of a piece of my healing journey. I'm not Mm -hmm. really sure. I know because as you know, I've shared with you and so has Ben, like I would love to see and this is just me and throw it out there. So if anybody agrees with this, you can definitely email her at right. voice now heard three at gmail.com. 
Um, I would like to see her open this platform up to anyone out there that maybe feels like they need their voice heard. And, yeah. and Janet can walk them through that, that process because we all know she's been through it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's something that I think that could be very powerful. Right. At healing for other people, but also something for you, which is what you intend. You, you started this out as a healing process, but also like to help others. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that- when I think back to how isolating and alone you feel when you're in the middle of that. Yes. Right. There's just so much shame in yes. talking about things going on. So to know mm-hmm. other people experience that and mm-hmm. well, and we also it's don't, okay. Yeah. We also don't know some of these stories might be stories of isolation and they had, they had, they don't have friends to share their stories with or discuss or figure things out. Or they just feel alone. Right. What you were saying and just, which I think my situation was unique in that, that, he did not isolate me yes. from my friends. No, nope. yes. I think a lot of he times pushed you to your friends because I need more time, <laughs> right? With my hose, different area coats. Which right. I think it, that's unusual. I yes. think a lot of people I that agree. is the I control. Agree. Yes. I agree. Normally they're contained yeah. or whatever it might be. So that's I mean, even even more isolating. And and the unique situation of this platform is your therapist, yeah. right? So it's not like somebody could come in and say, "Oh, well, this happened to me," and all this kind of stuff. You you can not only approach it as hearing their story. But you can approach it from a therapeutic standpoint and help them and empower them to get to the point that you are with your healing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't all, all, always have to be women. There's men no. out there, too, that are going yes, through similar absolutely. situations. So, it, you know, I also want to throw that out there. It's not. It's not yes. A, as I thought about moving yeah. forward, I thought about getting some other yeah. perspectives. Yep. Because I know that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be great. I mean, you've had a few people open up to you about, oh, my yeah. gosh, I can't believe that I'm not alone that there's others that are in the same situations. So I think it'd be an excellent platform to do that kind of thing. And if you, if, if anybody's listening and thinks that email her, tell her a little bit of your story, maybe she'll reach out to you and, and kind of go from there. Yeah. Good. Anything else? It's just really encouraging because the people that have reached out recently are talking about not only themselves, but like their mother or family member or they've seen, when, like years and years yeah. of someone dealing with this and being in that situation and now kind of hearing my story and how yeah. that's impacted them. Well, and one of the stories that you told us early on was some listeners in another state that when all of a sudden they're talking about poolside, having conversations about their past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how cool is that? Because this was an age group that normally didn't talk about their past. And all of a sudden they're all open and discussing this and looking forward to your podcast. Mm-hmm. You're like giving them that, that freedom to just speak about it. Yeah. The platform. You don't need to hide anymore. Speak about it. Get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Which was something to overcome myself. Yes. Because, yeah. This whole platform. This group. whole platform. <laughs> the whole story. <laughs> okay. The whole platform. <laughs> like when you're like, I want to do podcast actually this is really funny someone the other day thought i encouraged you to do the podcast and i'm like no i would have bet my house on it that she would have not ever done the podcast (laughs) like that's not her personality and so but i encouraged it because i thought it'd be great for her healing until she's like okay i'm ready to launch it and i was like whoa wait what 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 What?" you know so so the whole thing the whole platform for you right is outside your comfort zone we've talked about that like our parents age group doesn't talk about these things no no, they don't. Nope. And you just they don't at all. Kind of went on, put you on a step it down. nice face, mm-hmm. and just well, kind of went on about things. So right. and, to re- and to revisit what Randy just said, like there's equipment to buy to do this. 
it's not like it's just, you know, sit down and record it with your cell phone. There's equipment to buy. So it takes effort to do this. Mm-hmm. And the fact that... I had to figure out the whole technology stuff. Yeah. I didn't think she'd ever do it. Right. And she did it. <laughs> right. And then it, she launched it. And I was like, whoa. That's why I feel bad that you, that I didn't help you sooner. Right? Because it was like the first three episodes. I'm like, yeah, she can't do this by herself. This is when I have to jump in. Help you. Because this whole thing from beginning to where you're at now i mean bravery i know i go back to that and and you look at me like i'm weird but vulnerable putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. now the most introverted person i know walks into a room and people are like ah that's gina the podcast (laughs) or i'm introducing you as hey have you heard this podcast (laughs) um I don't know if I just compartmentalize like, oh, it's just Randy and Ben and I'm I know. sitting here talking and right. I don't think in my head like right. everyone who's going to hear. Right. Exactly. I exactly. It's a little bit of that too. Oh, I agree with you because it's about you. I mean, you've made this about your voice being heard and, 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 and then I think that's why you also get surprised when you when you get feedback that right. you're helping me yep. or you're, you're like you're helping other people and, right. and, and all of this. I think that that's where you're like, wait, what? How? This was mm-hmm. my story and it's awful. But... <laughs> But it's how you're recovering from it mm-hmm. is, is the big piece. So so with the whole story so far, last question that I got. Okay. Do you think that we've missed anything at mm-hmm. all with your healing, with your thoughts, with your feelings, with whatever it might be, anything within this story that you either want to say or maybe just comes to your mind? To wrap this episode up. We have not talked about this here. Mm-hmm. Talked about it maybe a little bit in other ones, but just processing through the feelings of revenge and wanting revenge. Mm -hmm. And I had to really make a conscious effort to say, I'm going to take the high road. Right. Right. I'm not going to be the one that points something out or walks into someone's job or sends an email or makes a phone call that I'm just going to focus on myself. I think you can get really caught up in that and it can really trip up your healing because that's just going to keep you in the anger and the resentment phase and go to really bad places. Right. And and it just goes back to you're telling your truth. Yes. This is your story, your truth, your experience, your perspective, your healing. Mm -hmm. Well, and... Yeah, absolutely. With all that stuff. So you guys are the therapist. You guys know this stuff, the grief process. I think I feel like you've hit all of it, right? Mm-hmm. And that you've dealt with it very well. Very well. Very well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all your support with mm-hmm. everything. Anytime. Both of you. I'm sorry. And all the I was... time. I know you've sacrificed a lot of time with your family and other parts of your life. So I appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm, just, I'm sorry that I, it took me three episodes to help you. <laughs> well, I didn't think you were going to do it. <laughs> just kidding. One's no. release. She what? Two's release. Oh, uh, what? Three. Um. Okay. You need. Then help. I get the Let's text that says, "Are you going to help me or what?" You said you were. <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> you're up. On, you're you going to help me? I'm like, yes. I did tell you I was, yeah. and I'm going to help you. Yeah. Talk about uncomfortable. Like I, I was uncomfortable too. This is not a platform that I would t- typically choose. Right. So I did it have to check. It feels like so long ago. I know. It's only been a couple months. I know. But I think back to when we. Well, I had to started. check myself. Yeah. And, and talk about uncomfortableness. I mean, eleven episodes. That's roughly eleven weeks. Mm-hmm. That's quite some time. I mean, yeah. that's over two months. But I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. I me love too. seeing your growth. Thank you for being the IT person. So. 
um, and You're welcome. moderator. <laughs> we gave him a new title. <laughs> right. Yes. And as far as I know, I have one more episode planned and then okay. I don't know what will happen after that. Okay. So stay tuned. Hopefully I'll know by the time I do the next episode. Right. I'll figure it out. Anybody has suggestions or stories, voice now heard three at gmail.com. Yes. And then also on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate your time and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed, please subscribe, rate, review, and share all those things you do when you love a podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Jana Voice Now, Twitter at Jana Voice Now, and Facebook, The Voice Now Heard. Thank you.